This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bets and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm delighted to say joining me somewhere in Napoli, somewhere over in Naples, is Sean Calvert, who's supposed to be over in Italy to try to find some tennis and watch some tennis this week. He's just come back from Napoli's home game when they won 3-2, an exciting game. Didn't yeah. see much of it. We saw literally <laughs> saw a bit more uh, more football action than you have tennis. What is what has been happening for you over there, Sean? Where do you want me to start? I mean, <laughs> I wasn't feeling the best of health before I came out, to be honest. And since since I've been here, uh, I've had a, I think I've had too much pizza. I had a bit of a dodgy tummy. I've been bitten by about sixty mosquitoes. Um, yeah, there's all sorts going on. There's no tennis. Um, well, there is, but it's not here. It's twelve kilometers down the road, somewhere entirely different, on completely different courts. No tennis tomorrow here either, apparently. Um, again, the, the, the qualifying is still going on and they're not doing that here. As I say, they're doing that 12 kilometers away. But do you want me to tell you about what's happened with the courts and all that? Yeah, of course. I mean, we just, we just, you know, we're just the tennis Napoli Cup is where Sean is over. Uh, there's mm. been problems with the courts, and Sean was, was going over there to look at the court conditions so we can have some bets on this first round. The draw has <laughs> just come out, but it's only come out in the last hour, so there's no odds yet. But Sean, take it away. What's happened so far in Napoli? Well, it seems to me, from what I can gather, I mean, I, I, I kind of gate-crashed the press conference earlier on. Um, obviously, it was no good to me because it was all in Italian, but I, I, I managed to get hold of a, a, a journalist that spoke really good English, and she kind of explained what had happened. It seems to me that what they've done is they've laid the courts, because this is a tennis, the tennis Napoli uh, club is a clay court club, so they lay the hard courts on top, effectively on top of the clay courts, which is the same thing they did in Mallorca with the grass, which, which worked okay because there was no rain. Uh, but here in Napoli, about three or four days ago, absolutely hammered it down with rain. And apparently, believe it or not, the, the hard court surface couldn't handle rain. So the rain kind of seeped through. It kind of leaked through into the, into the sort of wood and the clay underneath. And it made the, the courts all spongy um, so that they couldn't possibly use them for, for professional tennis. You, you could barely use them for recreational tennis, to be honest. Um, so then they've, had, they've decided, well, we can't play the qualifiers here. So they've moved them 12 kilometers to a, a club just to the west of here. And they still haven't finished qualifying. Um, that's being done tomorrow. Again, not here, but in this other club. So the first tennis I'm actually going to see in Napoli is, is going to be on Tuesday. But what they seem to have done, if I've understood this correctly from the press conference, is they've taken the court surface that was in Florence a few days ago. In fact, they're still playing on it now, aren't they? They've taken one of the surfaces from there and they've brought it here and they've laid that surface down. So it seems to me they could be playing on the same green, exactly the same green set surface that they had in Florence last week. But they're still waiting for that tournament to finish. So they can't bring all the court, all the services for all the courts here. So it's all in short, it's, it's been a bit of a farce. 
Sounds brilliant. But listen, we've, we've, you're over there, you know, covering the tournament. What's the angle yeah. then? There's no angle. What, 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 we've got what, no bets, so we can't really have a bet on it. The draw's come out. Let's have a look. Let's just give you a quick draw. It's Obviously, unprecedented, though. this. It's, it's, well, it's absolutely unprecedented. The curse of Calvert. I hope this doesn't happen when we go to Paris in a couple of weeks, Sean, because you, you're, you could be the bot. Well, it happened in Indian Wales to me. I turned up there and the, and the, the tournament got cancelled because of COVID. Uh, so this, I've got form. This, this doesn't sound good for our trip to Paris <laughs> in a couple of weeks for the Paris Masters. But let, let's, let's let's look at the tournament draw. I mean, obviously, yeah. we just take our conclusion from it and have a look. You know, we, we can't. The thing is, we don't know the surface. We don't know the conditions. We don't know. Well, we know the surface. It's green set. Yeah, but we don't know, you know, what's going to. The players, you know, it's it's, it's a it's a It's going it's gonna, it's gonna to play. We know if we see some qualies, we can we can have an idea of the speed. I mean, we all think it's going to be the similar kind of speed to France, but really from betting angles, it's very very hard. And it's ATP yeah. uh, two fifty event. But let's have a look at the the the, the market. Number one seed is Karina Buster. Uh, one a lot of Italians in the draw. Number two is Matteo Berrettini. Number three seed is uh, Roberto Batista Agut. Number four is Lorenzo Massetti. Uh, and number five is uh, Mimo Kekmanovic. Um, pretty much the same kind of players we've been playing in the last couple of weeks in the European circuit. Um, the one thing I will say, I mean, we're probably going to come on to this in the other two tournaments as well. Uh, yourself, we both like to fade favourites on, on tennis tournaments. And you, yeah. especially towards the end of the season. But obviously now there's a lot of points up for grabs or there's points up, not a lot, but there's points up for grabs for vital positions in the, the race for Turin, the end of the season championship in Turin, which is usually at the O2 in London, which moved to Turin the last couple of years. Um, and we've seen favourites win. We've seen Rublev win this week. Uh, we've seen, uh, that was in Gijon, uh, and we saw uh, Auger Aliassim, who was one of the top end of the market in France, both players who need points to get into the ATP Turin event. Now, that obviously brings in some question marks about uh, the motivation for some players, and other players very much motivated. Karina Buster needs the points. Berrettini needs the points. Probably the two you would highlight, number one and number two seeds. So usually I would turn and say fade, favorites towards the end of the season mm. but this week all three tournaments we're looking at i quite like the favorites with the fact that the motivation for the places at stake in turin am i doing it right or wrong sean depends um i, th- I think it's not as simple as that because i mean so, some of these players that they'd have the motivation but have they got the fitness uh, at, at this stage of the season after a ton of tennis uh, if you're looking at someone like Pablo Carreño Busta, I mean, it was his home tournament last week in Gijón. And let's be honest, yeah, he absolutely choked it, didn't he, in that, in that match against uh, Rinder Kinesh. I think he had nine match points. points yeah. couldn't, couldn't, couldn't see it through. But he's, he's been saying that he's not, he's not fit. I think he did the best he could with what he's got. I, I, I just don't think he's fit at the moment. So f- for me, it's a case of after the Lord Mayor's show with him, I, I'm not sure he's going to qualify for, for the Tour Finals, I think. He's going to be on a bit of a downer personally after after Gijon. I, I, I can't see him being up for this, especially after everything that's gone on as well in the last couple of days, all the messing about and stuff. I, I'm happy to take Carreño Buster on, to be honest. Um, looking at that top up, I, I wouldn't be sure about Massetti either because he he had a bit of a panic attack, didn't he, in the semi-finals against? He said he did anyway against against Felix yesterday. He said he he couldn't breathe and he said it was the first time he's, he's had that happen to him. I think it's just. The stress, a lot of the Italian players just, just couldn't handle it last week, could they? Berrettini kind of, he choked it a bit as well, didn't he, against against Carbayesh Baena. Sonego didn't show up. Massetti saying he had, you know, problems with his, with, with, with his well, with his mental side, with, with, with panic attacks and stuff. 
Um, so I wouldn't be backing Massetti this week. I think I think it's a, a decent chance for Kekmanovic who we who we backed in Tokyo. He won't get anything like the price that we got him got him at in Tokyo. He was twenty eight to one then, but we haven't seen the prices yet. But Kekmanovic is one that I'd be looking to have on my shortlist um, in the top half of the draw. Yeah, I think it's very, very difficult to have a bet on this one at the moment until we see what's happening, see some form, see some actual tennis action, see who, what the court <laughs> conditions are like. But uh, Kekmanovic makes appeal. Um, obviously, motivations, I do say, about the top the top seeds. Probably not necessarily in the Napoli Cup, but definitely in the tournament we're going to talk about next. Uh, we move across to Antwerp. It's the European Open. Uh, the number one seed here is Herbert Herkas, who desperately needs the points. Uh, he's currently lying in ninth place, and obviously the, the top ten, the top eight qualify through to the uh, to the finals at the ATP Turin. So a much motivated Herbert Herkas. Again, fitness is a question mark. Auger Alassim is number two seed. He's now gone into seven in the race for Turin um, after winning the tournament uh, in um, in, uh, in 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 G- oh, no, it was in Florence, wasn't it? In Florence. Florence. Um, He's a number two seed. Number three seed is Diego Schwartzman. I think we could possibly write off. And number four seed is Karen. Oh. Karen. Well, I, well, we'll talk about that. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I would write it off. Kakanov. Uh, uh, let's have a look at the betting. Uh, plus four fifty. Orge Adisim. Very hard to win back to back tournaments on the A to B tour, especially towards the end of the season. That's what you've got to ask yourself. Yeah. Uh, and an easy favourite. Plus five fifty. Hercas. Nine to one. Dominic Team. I mean, come on. We've, we've, Everyone was betting him last week. The market loved him, but he finally. Went, yes. yeah, we did say, didn't we? It was too short about team. I mean, he's he's not he's not the old Dominic team yet. He's getting there, but he's not he's not there. You know, well, I think I think there's everyone waiting for the fairy tale. Everyone wants to be on decent price and say we were on at the decent price. Yeah. But they're forgetting about the times they've bet him and lost. Uh, Kate Nanovic is is nine. Quarter ten. We've got to the final. Uh, Van der Schantrup is fourteen. Uh, then we have Brooksby at fourteen. Um, so you, when you, you raised your eyebrows there when you when I mentioned Diego Schwartzman, um, tell me why. What are the conditions like here in Antwerp? Just just because he's made the final here three times, um, so it's it's you know it's difficult to say he's not going to win it because if he's if he's three time a finalist in a tournament that's only been going about five or six years, uh, so he obviously he obviously enjoys it here. It's kind of medium pace. It's not it's not. I wouldn't say it was quick. I wouldn't say it was slow. Um, they play on the, a, a green set surface here as well. Um, average holds are around about 79% in the last five years. Uh, 41% of the matches have featured a tie break in those years. So it's not, it's not quick, obviously, as you can imagine with Schwartzman having made the final, but it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it was slow either. Um, I think the top half of the draw is, is tricky. I mean, I've, I've actually taken two in the bottom half of the draw. Um, do you want should we go through the top half first? Yeah, go through the top half, yeah. So we've I got think Herkaz is number one seed. He looks like he's probably going to play Dominic Team uh, if Dominic Team into the quarterfinals, as you expect. And then you've got Kakanov mm. against uh, Nishiokai. Uh, obviously, the, our friend from a, a few weeks ago, he, yeah. he gets through. But obviously, Andy Murray stands in the way uh, in that match, in that quarter, as well as a dangerous floater. So well, it's not the strongest of top half of the draw, is it really? It's not. It's, it just looks really open. I mean, there, there are players in here that, that you think, well, they could do it on a good week. Her cash is an obvious one. Draper, if his body holds up. Um, same, similar story with Brooksby, if his body holds up. Hughesless just won a tournament on indoor hard, typically the week after we backed him. Um, cashing off on his best form could certainly win this tournament. Uh, so could Corder, Murray. You know, I just think for me, I'm just going to let this top half play out and, and take the two two bets that I've 
that I'm going to mention in a minute in the bottom. Well, I'm going to put one up in the top half of the draw here. Okay. So I'm going to go for cashing off at uh, 10 to 1. Okay. I think that's obviously, you know, he, he's a player that's, uh, he can, I think he's he'll be suited by the conditions. He wants it obviously a little bit faster, but I think that uh, it, it, I I believe that quarter of the draw he's got there, I think he, he can get through that quite easy. I think quarter will be jaded after the run through mm. to the final uh, last week. I think that's a it's a nice matchup. And I'm not I'm not convinced by quarter in the first round match either against Marcus Zero. No, I was going to mention that in a minute. Actually, yeah, yeah, we're going to come. On. I'm not convinced about that. So I think Kachinov may have to play Giron rather than quarter. Andy Murray obviously is brilliant, but his body can't hold it up. And if he plays through to the semi-finals and gets through to semis, but gets past this yokai, I think that uh, he he could be vulnerable. So I'm going to go for catching off here at double figures, and I'm going to throw it in. Obviously, he's, he's a bit of a way off the um, the race for Turin, and I do think this is a big incentive this week. But he's mm. uh, a win here will see him move up to about 14th or 15th in the race. Only six places off, some big ranking points coming up. And I yeah. think that, uh, he's got, he's unlike, unlike a lot of players in the draw, I think he's motivated. And I would rather take him at uh, 10 or double figure prices than I would do Herkes at plus 550 in the top half of the draw. Okay, you're the man in the bottom half of the draw. I have no opinion on here. The floor is yours, Mr. Calvin. Mm. I'm going to take a chance. And this is going to be, this might be the last time. Oh, I, know, I know where we're going here. That I do this. I know where we're going here. <laughs> Um, I've got to. I'm going to take. I'm going to take Van der Zandschul. Um, that, that wasn't where I thought we were going, but I think the next. Nice. One, I've got, okay, Van der Zandschul. He's available fourteen to one. I just feel like this is. It's, it's. It's not a home tournament for him because he's Dutch, but it's, it's not. It's not exactly Antwerp's just over the border from Holland, so it's. It's very easy for him to get to from home. It's. It's. It's going to be kind of like a home tournament, but without the pressure, because he's. He's failed numerous times in Rotterdam and, and Rosmalen, but. Uh, recently, he's he, he's, a, he's kind of addressed that with three cracking wins in the Davis Cup over good quality opposition. I think that would be a real boost for him. I took him. I took a chance on him in Tel Aviv, and he put a bad one in against Brody. Um, he does tend to do slips a bad one in every now and then, and that, that's that's the worry with him. But sixteen to one, I think in this in this quarter that he's got Schwartzman, obviously is a three time finalist here, but on his you should you would expect Van der Zandschul to, on his day to beat Schwarzman on, on a reasonably paced indoor hardcore. Um, Goffin, we, we we just we don't know about him, do we? I think he's, I don't think he's won a match here for about five years. That's what I thought you were going to say when you no, said no, no, no. one final try. I thought, oh, oh please no. not, please. No, 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 no. That's that's no. what I thought you were going to say. No, not Goffin. No. Okay. Um, so I think that's a good quarter for him. I think I think he should be winning that quarter. Uh, to be perfectly honest, sixteen to one. I'm, I'm happy to take that chance. With also in mind the fact that Felix has just played a final today, he's probably going to be playing in either Basel or, or Vienna next week. I can't imagine he's going to put in a shift this week as well. So if, I've, if I'm taking Felix out, the, the two that I'm going for obviously one Van der Zandschul. I'm also going to take a chance on Dan Evans. I got I got him at twenty to one earlier on today. Uh, he's a former semi finalist. He should have made the final. I think it was two thousand and. 20. He had about four match points to make the final against Humbert uh, and, and didn't make it. And Humbert ended up going on and winning the tournament. I just think Evans, he's been a bit unlucky lately. I just think he's had no luck at all. He played pretty well in the Davis Cup. But then he went to San Diego, made the semis, got a bit tired there, lost, lost, a, he lost a Giro, I think, didn't he, in the semis. Mm-hmm. Um, flew all the way to Tokyo, played our boy, uh, uh, sorry, flew all the way to Seoul and flew our. Uh, uh, to talk our boy Nishi- Nishioka, who beat him, didn't he, for the sixth time in a row? 
then he went to Tokyo and lost about five match points against Kekmanovic. So he's, <laughs> I think he's due a bit of luck, Evans, in the next in the next few weeks. Uh, and this, as I say, this this quarter two, uh, quarter three, and quarter four of this this draw, they're, they're winnable for the likes of Evans and, and Van der Sandschulp. So I'm going double handed in this bottom half of the draw with those two. So uh, Van der Sand Van der Sandschulp is sixteen to one, and Dan Evans, you've took twenties. What price? I've taken twenties. What price would you go down to? Sixteens, or would you? Would you? I think sixteens is reasonable. I, I think both Van der Sandschulp and Evans have got live chances in the bottom half of this draw. So there's three picks there, one in the top half for me, Kakanoff at uh, 10 to 1, bottom half, Van der Sandrup at 16, and Dan Evans at 16 to 1. Uh, we're taking on the favourites, Herkas, Auger Alexine, Diego Schwartzman, top three seeds, we're taking them on uh, with those players there. Before we move on to the final talk we're going to talk about in Stockholm, any match bets that take uh, caught your eye? Uh, obviously, the conditions it's going to be relatively fast, I would imagine. Um, how you kind of medium. Yeah, Antwerp. It's not. It's neither fast nor slow for me. It's it's kind of by average. Um, I think we have to take on on Corda with with gear on the prices that I've seen. Um, I, I just think Corda's. He's never. He never seems to be the strongest for me physically. The last time he actually made a, a main level final was was in I think it was in Parma, um, just before the French Open. He won the tournament, and a few days later he went to the French Open, and he lost heavily in straight sets to, to Pedro Martinez. Um, I'm not saying that's say, that's going to happen here, but it, I just think he's very much unproven in terms of his stamina. Obviously, he's, he was well beaten by Rublev in the final as well, which won't have him in great spirits. Um, Played Giron twice before. Giron won one and lost. Disappointed today in that final. I don't know if you saw the final today. I, I, I think he didn't play at all well. Bits, bits of it. Not he didn't play well. It. No, I, 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 he, he doesn't convince me at quarter in, in big matches. Unfortunately, he gave up. He um, gave up a little bit. He tantrums and temperament was a big problem. Yeah, I think that is his, that for me is his problem at the moment. He's got a lot of talent, but the mental side of it needs work. Um, the other the other time they met, if I remember rightly, quarter won in a final set tie break in a challenger. So it's not like Corder's had um, easy matches against Giron by any means. He, he absolutely hasn't. Um, and Giron will have had a few days longer to prepare. So happy to take Giron as underdog in this one, for sure. And Giron's had a good run of form, hasn't he? Final in San Diego, uh, got beaten Sheehan against Dominic Team in a, in a close game. Uh, he played well. Close, yeah. close game. So, I mean, really on the form, you can get plus 180. Uh, with Bet Rivers uh, for Giron um, uh, to win this game, which uh, is one of the best prices around on the marketplaces, around plus one seven five, plus one seventy with other books, plus one eighty for Giron. You probably want to bet, maybe look at betting him on the handicap with a couple of two and a half game start, which could make appeal. But um, Marcus Giron to beat Sebastian Corner in the top half of the draw. I've got one in the top half of the draw here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I've, I've watched a lot of Jensen Brooksby in the last couple of uh, tournaments. I was going to say the same thing. So we're, he, we're in agreement here. He looks absolutely knackered. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. He's played so much tennis and he's reliant so much on the, his big serve and his movement around court. And I think he loses, he's a big fade today against Jack Draper. Jack Draper was absolutely brilliant in the US Open for injury forced him out. Um, mm. He was, he was a, 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 earlier on today, you could have got plus 110 for Jack Draper, which was crazy. I mean, I can't, I, I actually make Draper a slight favourite for this game. Uh, and to and to get the price at that price this afternoon was was the wrong odds. You can currently get around about evens. Let me just double check what odds you can get here. Uh, you can currently 
get, uh, yeah, just a little bit under even money with Bet Rivers. The money is coming for Jack Draper, not surprisingly. Yeah. They've played once before in 2022 in Eastbourne and Draper, Blue Brooksby away, 6 2 6 2. And on the indoors this season, have you seen Jack Draper's record? I know it's not a high level record, but Jack Draper indoors this season has won 22 of his 24 matches. Uh, and if he's fit, I, I think that he'll beat he'll beat Brooksby. Brooksby hasn't looked, got to the semi-finals in Seoul, used a lot of energy up and just looked absolutely jaded in Florence last week. And the season, end of season can't come quick enough for, for Brooksby. So you agree, you agree with me on this one as well? Yeah, that's the, that's the second one I had a mark next to. Yeah, I mean, we, we touched on it last week. I think I mentioned that Brooksby's, his style of play, it's, it, it, it's just takes a ton of energy out of him, doesn't it? It's so many long rallies. Um, doesn't get many free points off his serve. It, it just relies on a lot of movement and consistent ball striking, and that, that takes up a lot of energy. And as, as I mentioned last week, his his body does his body doesn't really like it a lot of the time. And you could see with a few weeks of the season to go, motivation would be a little bit low. He looked, as you say, looked exhausted against uh, Mackenzie McDonald last week. So, yeah, I was happy to take uh, Draper at slight odds against uh, earlier on. Yeah. Yeah, and Draper was having a great run. You know, quarterfinals in Montreal, quarterfinals in Winston Salem, and doing really well in the US Open for injury. And if he, if he was favourite to be catching off, wasn't he? In that, yeah, in that. yeah, favourite. And and it's just it's just an injury concern for me if he's fit. But if he if he's had a bit of a layoff, I think he comes back. I think he beats Brooksby quite easy if he can get anything around even money slightly under even money currently with Bet mm. Rivers. I really like that play on the European yeah. Open. So there's two match bets for you. Anything in the bottom half of the draw you like, Sean? Um. Well, we touched on the bottom half, didn't we? I said Van der Zandt, No, sorry, in the matches. Anything on the matches? You'd like oh, in the matches? Uh, no, it's just those two. Uh, just the Draper one and the, and the gear on one, sorry. Yeah, so I, I yeah, love the Draper play. Um, I think the value definitely is you're on at plus 180, which is uh, the best price in the marketplace currently uh, with Bet Rivers. So make sure you get onto the website and snap up that 1.80 because I don't think it will be there when this match kicks off or when this match starts in, in, a, in, a, in a couple of days' time. Let's move across to, uh, to Sweden. It's the Stockholm Open. Uh, interesting one, this one. Uh, Stefanus Tsitsipas uh, is the market favourite at, th- at three to one. Then we have Francis Tiafo at four, uh, Cam Norrie at 450, Shapovalov at plus 650, Alex Diminua at uh, 10 to one. Uh, 10 to one also, uh, I can't read my writing, but we'll come back to that. 11 to one, Tommy <laughs> Paul, 16 to one, Runa, and 20 to one, Cressy. Who am I doing? I put Diminua down twice. I must be missing some of them. There's some of them at 10 Dimitrov to one. Dimitrov could be. Dimitrov, that was it. I've got D-I-M, D-I-M. I confused myself. Don't message me any DMs telling me how bad I am at that. But it was Dimitrov, not Diminua. Interesting one for me here, because as we've spoken about so many times, well, I have, that the need for players to win and get get the points in, Sitsipas has already qualified for Turin. Mm. So yeah. what what is it really worth him going all out to the end of the season? Is it worth him really putting in an effort to win an ATP Tour 250 with hardly any points, hardly any ranking points? So Sitsipas straight away is a fade for me. Tournament favourite, I want to take him on. Yeah, I mean, he's won this before. He won it the only previous time he played it, but it was, it was several years ago. You know, the circumstances are, are very much different now. Uh, as I've alluded to, there's two bigger tournaments coming up and then an, an even bigger one coming up after that. So this, for someone of his his sort of stature the way, in the game at the minute, um, I, I tend to agree. I, I, I'm not sure he's really going to be up for this. I'm sure he'll want to win the tournament. You know, he played pretty well in Astana, didn't he, a few weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, he's certainly a favourite that 
you you could oppose on on the basis of motivation yeah um before we go on to your pick on the tournament and, and a couple of outright matches uh, outright picks and match picks as well what are the conditions going to be like in stockholm this week well it's normally pretty quick here mm-hmm. um so pretty quick not not that quick but i'd say it's all on the quicker side of medium they play on a, a plexi pave um indoor hard court here which initially they they put down to match the speed of Shanghai. I don't know whether you remember, but Shanghai used to be really quick um, Masters tournament uh, in China, but they obviously haven't played it for several years. But because those two events were so close to each other in the calendar, they, they tried to make the course of a similar speed. And Shanghai, as I say, was lightning. So obviously that isn't a factor now, but it's, it's still the same plexi-paved surface and it's, it's still reasonably quick. Averages about 81% holds of serve um, over the last five years. And that was the same figure that it was last year um 39 tie break matches it's 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 reasonably quick it's it, it's a tournament that has tended to favor the the attacking players um over the years i mean del potro won it a couple of times Shapovalov uh has won it and made the final here tommy paul um it tends to be the guys that that, that go for their shots um that do well here it's a, so we we'll just go through the betting markets so six passes the favorite as we said at three to one uh, Cam Norrie needs the ranking points. He's second favourite at plus four fifty. I'm not. I'm probably. It's not a surprise you're going to be fading those two. So where do you see the value in this draw, Sean? I've taken one, and I, I think this is a really good price actually with Bet Rivers. I've taken twenty five to one about Rusevoari um, in the top half of the draw. Mm-hmm. It's it's again it's it's a similar it's a similarish kind of gamble to the Van der Zandschulp thing, whereby this is basically. Rusevoire's home tournament. There isn't one in Finland. This is about as close as it gets. I think, if I remember right, I think I backed him last year uh, here as well. And he, he 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 is a nervy sort, and he lost he lost a really nervy one in the first round to Martinez. I'm hoping a year on, having already made a, an ATP uh, tour final earlier on this season, that 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 experience will will help him to handle the nerves this year. And obviously coming back, I think it was the first time he played here last year. So coming back, I think. You know he'll he'll know what to expect. He's, he's got a year more experience. Um, enjoys the fast conditions. Obviously made the final in in Pune. Should have won that tournament. Lost actually to the guy who was playing who he's playing in the first round here, which is Zhao Sosa. So hopefully he can get a bit of revenge there. Um, Dimitrov, I, I, he he would play Dimitrov most likely in the second round. I, I, for me, Dimitrov just looks he just looks gone. He just his body doesn't look like he can handle it anymore. He, he was terrible in Sofia the other week as as a you know, in his home tournament, um, just doesn't look physically there for me. And I think he's he's there for the taking for someone like Rusevoire, who certainly has the ability uh, to beat these guys. Um, then he would have TFO, which obviously on paper, on current form, that would be a slight problem. However, you know, TFO has played a lot of tennis lately. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to take Rusevoire. Rusevoire actually beat him. I, th- I think he beat him um, in Canada. Uh, quite comfortably, actually, the only time he played him. So he won't fear TFO. As I say, TFO is probably a bit jaded. So I've, I've, I've plotted a route there through to the semi-finals, um, which is which is what I'm obviously hoping he's going to do. And then who'd after you, that, who'd you, ha- who'd you have him meeting in the semi-finals? Who do you see him playing? I think it could be it could well be Tommy Paul, the defending. That's my pick. That's my pick. We could have the the Sealy Calvert semi-final match. Tommy, I'm Paul. almost certainly would have backed him a week too early, like I normally do. Um, you know, I took Paul last week and, you know, he lost to, he lost to a fair performance from Rublev, to be honest. I don't, you know, that's fine. 
But yeah, I do tend to back these players a week too early sometimes. So yeah, Tommy Paul potentially in the semi-final, like as you say, could be a Calvert Sealy semi again. Um, yeah, that's my thinking on uh, on the top half. Yeah, so we're going to go for Tommy Paul for myself, uh, Ruzavori for Sean, twenty-five to one best price for Ruzavori with Bet Rivers on the marketplace. Tommy Paul is available at eleven to one in the bottom half of the draw. Um, what do you like here? Quite difficult this bottom half. Yeah, not. I, I, the more I looked at this, the more I just kept ruling people out. So <laughs> I just think I, th- I think it's a really difficult one because Caminori's had COVID, hasn't he? So I know he said he wasn't. He, he was kind of asymptomatic. He didn't really, he didn't really feel it. But whether that's true or not, we don't know. Um, I'm not keen on him in, in particularly quickish conditions. Anyway, I prefer him in a slower, higher bouncing kind of environment than this. Um, wouldn't be surprised if Karatsev has one of his rare good spells and, and, and beats Nori and maybe goes on to make the quarters or something. That that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think it's too quick for Rune uh, Holger Rune. I think it's just too fast for him here. Um, Shapovalov is obviously a two-time finalist. Um, I don't think he's got a very good record against Diminor, though. So, and, and Wolf obviously made the final, didn't he, in Florence, so he's probably going to be a little bit tired as well. He, he played great, actually, by the way. How well did he play last week, uh, Jeff Wolf? But backing it up this week is another question. So I just think this, this, this bottom half is tricky. It just poses more questions uh, for me than, than answers, to be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm not cheating on anybody here. My, my pick was Tommy Paul. We'll concentrate on the two t- picks in the top half of the draw, Tommy Paul and Ruzavori, 25 and 11 to 1. And we'll leave the bottom half to take it on, take it, take care of itself. And let's hopefully get one of our finalists into the final match bets. I've got a strong pick here. I'm going okay, to start, start with me. I'm yeah, start. It's, it's, it, you probably haven't seen it. You, you put it, you've been at um you've been at the game, uh, the Napoli game, but obviously yes. Jason Kubler come through qualifying. Uh, in, in okay. today, he won two qualifying matches. Didn't lose a set today. Look, look quite impressive. Fast conditions. He's up against Christian Garin uh, mm-hmm. on a fast court. He's underdog. He's even money. I cannot believe uh, Kubler is even money. Garin has absolutely yeah. gone. The game was totally gone since the quarterfinals at the at Wimbledon Championship when he should have beaten Kyrgios, really, when you think about it. He, 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 not, well, he, he certainly he, should have he, taken a set at least. Him in the first set. Um, he obviously used that game up against Diminois, and then Kyrgios, he, had a, he had, did have a chance to take the first set. But since then, he's played six tournaments, lost in the first round of five of them. Uh, the other one he won was the first round of the US Open where he didn't he played Lecheka, I think he was. But um, Yes, he did. I tipped him, didn't I? And he, he, he won. Just, yeah. but Gary is, is is a player that's never been able to play on the fast courts like this indoors. He's been useless over the over his years. If you look at his, I think he's got injury problems as well. I think I don't think in his foolish. career he's played fourteen indoor matches and he won four. And he had, the last indoor match he won was in twenty twenty. So that's how bad he is. Kubler has obviously come through qualifying. Uh, he's had his problems with injuries, but he's got the big serve. I can't believe he's the underdog to win that game. I think if you get either money or anything around at minus 110, Kubler to beat Gary, that is an absolute cracking bet. That's all for me, folks. That I'm Bugs Bunny. That's all, folks, for me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to look for any more. Kubler, okay. to, Kubler, Kubler to win his game against Gary. Well, you're right in the sense that I hadn't seen that because I obviously haven't, I haven't seen the prices. I've been out um, at uh, the Diego Maradona Stadium, so I haven't seen that one. But yes, I, I would agree. Uh, that does seem a little bit um, a little bit off that uh, that Garin's favourite for that one on, on, on the face of it. Um, the two that I quite like, uh, uh, sorry, the one, uh, yeah, the one that I quite like is, is actually on tomorrow. I just think Holger Rune is just, 
I just think he's a bit short against Montero. I quite like the idea of either backing a tiebreak in that match or a first set tiebreak. What you always get in Montero, he's, he's obviously a clay courser. And, and generally speaking, he finds hard courts a little bit too quick for him. But he, he holds serve a lot and he plays an awful lot of tiebreaks. I checked up on it earlier and the, the, in nine of his last 14 hard court matches against top 50 players, he's played at least one tiebreak. Um, so this is a guy that holds well on a hard courts, but doesn't doesn't break often enough. And Rune, I think, struggles um, against left-handers. He's certainly struggled against left-handers so far away from the clay. He's only won one of his six main-level matches not played on clay against left-handers. He's lost to Ryan Penniston, Mark Andrea Husler, uh, Carenta Mute, uh, all on hard courts, all left-handers. So I just think that I think you can get. I think I think I saw about six to four uh, on that being a tiebreak in this match, which is fair enough. And um, over ten and a half games in set one is is three point three five as well. I really like both those bets. Just think Montero is a good one to have on your side in these for tiebreaks in these sort of matches. Yeah, just for the American listeners, um, that's plus one fifty for Montero to uh, was it was the first bet the six to four shop was to win the. Was it supposed just to for a tiebreak tie in the match, just a so tiebreak. Plus one fifty for the match to have a tiebreak, and plus two thirty-five for over ten and a half games in the first set. We're running a little bit short of time, uh, Sean. Is there anything else you like? Do you want to quickly go through on Stockholm, or is that just that's your only? That, I think that's the one only one I've found so far. Um, yeah. Okay. If you want to follow Sean uh, on his Twitter handle, we'd be giving tips out. I'm sure he'd be giving pictures of his mosquito bites and updates on the courts in the next couple of I don't want to see them. No, no. Well, I, I, I was going to ask you where they were, but I don't, I don't want to know. Um, but uh, everyone, thank you very much for watching, Sean. Thank you very much. If you want to follow myself and Sean and the other fantastic handicappers uh, on the Bet Rivers Network, you can do it on our Twitter handle at Because We Win. Uh, some great content on there on all the different sports covered. The soccer's doing extremely well at the moment in the Premier League and obviously the tennis, myself and Sean have uh, got some fantastic uh, downloads. We're up. We're, I think we're up to number three last week again in the American charts, which is fantastic. And keep downloading that. Get us to number one. We really love to be number one for the end of the season. That'd be really, really good. Give that tennis podcast a run for its money. It's number one every week. We want to get that up. Uh, we're gonna get off the off the number one spot. So, uh, Sean, enjoy the rest of your week and re- rest of your stay over in Naples. Hopefully, you see you. some tennis. Hopefully, you see well, some hopefully. Tennis. I'm sure you will. Uh, be careful of the mosquitoes tonight. Buy a net. You've got a net or something like that you need to no, do? No, it's, it's too late for me now. There's not much in my body left that hasn't been bitten, to be honest. Well, if we get if we find out tomorrow that the courts uh, at, in Naples have got no nets, because of the problem, <laughs> we know where the nets have gone. They've been used to yeah. mosquitoes from Sean Calvert at his Airbnb <laughs> in Naples. Uh, Sean, thank you very much, mate. Have a great tournament. Uh, we'll catch thank up you. with you again next week. Safe journey back. And everyone, thank you very much for watching. There's some outright picks, there's some match betting picks, some strong picks there in three tournaments. Uh, just like I say, follow the, the Napoli Cup hasn't got any odds yet because of the draw and the problems they have there. But if you follow Sean and because we win, he'll give you some updates as the tournament goes on because he's going to be courtside for the next week. Take care, everyone, and we'll speak to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.